for your morning briefing of junior mining and mineral exploration news. You are tuned in to Mining Stock Daily. Reporting from the Clear Creek Digital Studios in Denver, Colorado. Here's your host, Trevor Hall. Good morning, everybody. Welcome into Mining Stock Daily. It is Thursday, February 4th. The precious metals sector managed to bounce a bit yesterday. April gold ran up to 1846 on the back of heavy physical demand from India and China and then was pushed lower in paper gold trading after India and China shut down for the day. After a brief bounce, gold was slammed lower at the commencement of COMEX floor trading down to as low as 1830 before settling at 1834, up a couple dollars from Tuesday. Silver followed the same path, only with larger percentage moves up and down. The mining stocks were a mixed bag, with the Amex Goldbugs Index and GDX down marginally. The Mining Stock Journal noted that since early December, the $18.25 to $18.30 area has been stout support for gold, despite unusual, unusual aggressive efforts to push the gold and silver prices lower. The Mining Stock Journal will be releasing its next issue this afternoon. It will include some ideas for playing a big move higher in silver, though at this point the newsletter is adamant that the entire precious metals sector will make a big move with or without the help of any effort to effect a short squeeze in silver. We'll get to the news out of the miners and explorers here in just a moment, but first a mention of today's sponsor. This Mining Stock Daily Morning Briefing is brought to you by Western Copper and Gold. Western Copper and Gold is focused on developing the world-class casino project in Canada's Yukon Territory. The casino project consists of an impressive 11 billion pounds of copper and 21 million ounces of gold in an overall resource. Western Copper and Gold trades on the TSX and the NYSE American with WRN. Be sure to follow the company via their website, www.westerncopperandgold.com. Here's what you need to know this morning. Mining says drilling at the Marbon project has discovered a new zone which expands mineralization outside of the pit shell. Drilling returned 1.2 grams per ton gold over 9.7 meters and 2 grams per ton gold over 5.4 meters in the new zone named Golden Bridge. The new Golden Bridge zone discovery is defined by three drill holes covering an area, an area of 175 meters by 100 meters at 175 meter vertical depth and remains open to the west at depth and up to the surface. O3 Mining believes that the near surface Golden Bridge zone offers the potential to generate a new open pit resource just 200 meters from the PEA Norlartic pit. The 2020-2021 drilling program consists of 50,000 meters of to test extensions of the deposit in zones outside of the PEA pit areas. O3 Mining trades on the TSX Venture with OIII and on the OTCQX with OIIIF. K2 Gold announced it has now received assay results from all 17 holes drilled in its recently completed program on its Mojave project in Southern California. The news this morning came from the Newmont Zone. Results included 1.64 grams per ton gold over 41.15 meters and 1 grams per ton gold over 22.86 meters. Those from the Newmont and Dragonfly sites confirm the presence of broad intervals of gold mineralization and are consistent with historical results from previous drilling by BHP and Newmont. 
K2 trades on the TSX Venture with KTO and on the OTC QB with KTGDF. And mining shared results of gold intercepts from its ongoing 130,000 meter exploration drill program on the O'Brien Gold Project along the Larder Lake Cadillac Break in Quebec. This included 24.22 grams per ton gold over 3 meters and 19.63 grams per ton gold over 3.4 meters. Drilling at O'Brien continues to validate the lithostructural model while highlighting resource growth potential laterally and at depth. So far has demonstrated continuity of mineralization well below the boundary of defined resources in all three trends. Radisson Mining trades on the TSX Venture with RDS and on the OTC with RMRDF. Anaconda Mining shared initial results from its ongoing 2,500 meter infill drill program at Stogertite, as well as the final results from the original exploration drill program, which commenced in August. Both programs took place near or along strike from Stogertite Mine and Deposit, located approximately three kilometers east of the company's operating Pine Cove Mill and Tailings facility in Newfoundland. It did include 6.5 grams per ton gold over 16 meters and 2.84 grams per ton gold over 8 meters. Anaconda trades on the TSX with ANX and on the OTCQX with ANXGF. Now we turn it over to Kai Hoffman for this week's Ornik Weekly Update. Hello and welcome back to another update of the Ornik Index Update. My name is Kai Hoffman, I'm the CEO of Ornik, and let me run through some numbers from the past week. Unfortunately, the Ornik Index is down to 54.36 points. That's pretty much half of the score we had last week of 116.32, which was an outrageous score because we've seen a lot of bigger financings, including a bought deal for Orzone. That is one of the biggest closes we've seen this week. Not too many this past week, so only two bot deal financings for a total of $33 million. That's a three-week low, and that is the two brokered financings we've seen in the last week as well. Uh, total dollars decreased to $91 million. That's also a three-week low. And the offer size obviously lowered as well to $2.9 million. That's even a four-week low based on 32 financings only. Major financings openings included uh, Argonaut Gold raising $30, $23 million. That's an offer on a bot deal basis underwritten by Corp. Mark Securities, Alpha Lithium raising $10.04 million, and Salazar Resources raising $6.5 million, and IAV Metals also raising $6.1 million. Mentioned before, Orzone closed a $73.75 million bought deal that was led by Canaccord Genuity. Arcana closed a $34.5 million offering. Alexco closed their $11.7 million offering. That was a flow through financing, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, Arizona Metals closed a $10 million offering as well. We haven't seen too many big financings this past week. We've seen a couple in the silver space for obvious reason. And uh, that's it so far. Also, on February 10th, we're hosting SF Online Session 6, our online mini investment conference series with uh, 10 companies, two fantastic keynote speakers. We will have David Finch from Axios Asset Management in Paris and uh, David Erfley, the junior miner junkie, presenting as keynotes. In mixed in between, we have four gold producers, Fiori Gold, Argonaut Gold, Victoria Gold and also Step Gold presenting as well as two silver explorers. So make sure to sign up for it, soarfinancial.com slash events. SF Online Session 6. We're looking forward to seeing everybody online there. And we'll be back with another Orinigan X update for next week. Thank you so much.
Talon Metals reported its updated preliminary economic assessment for the Tamarack Nickel Copper Cobalt Project, which includes economics for three considered scenarios, nickel sulfates, nickel concentrates used for EVs, and nickel concentrates used for stainless steel. For simplification this morning, we'll focus on the nickel sulfate scenario, which shows an after-tax NPV of $569 million and an IRR of 31.9% using a base case of $8 nickel and $3 copper. That is a 96% increase in NPV since the last PEA and does not include recent drilling results. Talon trades on the TSX with TLO. North Isle Copper and Gold also shared PEA results this morning from the North Island project. The report shows a $1.1 billion NPV with a 19% IRR over a 22-year mine life. It shows a payback period of just under four years driven by a $1.4 billion CapEx. North Isle Copper and Gold trades on the TSX venture with NCX. And Ascot Resources announced the company has submitted the Joint Mines Act, Environmental Management Act permit application to amend Mines Act Permit M179 and Environmental Management Act Permit PE8044 for regulatory screening and then review. Eva Clayton, president of Niska Leesom's government, said the submission of the joint MA-EMA application for the premier site demonstrates a comprehensive and collaborative effort by the proponent and Niska nation as we continue to build mining as an important industry within the NOS area. So a little bit of bureaucratic news, but very important news for the Premier Mine and Ascot Resources. All right, that's it for us this morning on the news briefing. We'll be back later today with some more episodes and market commentary. Mining Stock Daily is distributed over a dozen different networks throughout the world and in proud partnership with the Junior Mining Network. It is produced by Clear Creek Digital and Investment Research Dynamics Mining Stock Journal. I'm Trevor Hall. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Be well. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decision.